The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, I'm Rob Steele, and you'd be amazed at how much news there is this week, in that there is some, as opposed to last week, when there really wasn't any. None. It, it's just a thing. I I know how to pronounce Kevin. It's not Kevin Feige, because we, we've known how to pronounce that, because I called Marvel and said, damn it, how do you pronounce that? And the rest of the world jumped on it with us. Fine, be that way. <laughs> Alan Tudyk. Which is yes. So there, we're not going to start with him though. No, even though we did, we're going to yes. start with Doctor Strange, for which there is a sequel that is still set to be filmed in November. I think it is. I believe you're correct. They got a new director because the old director said, "Oh, I don't like the script." Argue, argue, argue. So the guy they got is kind of a Marvel veteran, really. And to go with a film that has already been described as Marvel's horror film, why not get Sam Raimi? Indeed. Uh, Why not? Yeah, this is known, I think, for mostly his Evil Dead stuff, as well as the Spider-Man thing. And the Evil Dead stuff, I must admit, wasn't my thing. It was more your thing. I love the Evil Dead stuff. Uh, Yeah, he's, it's, I don't know, is this his official 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 or is this basically everything isn't there except that it's an official announcement but to my knowledge there was an official announcement but i could be wrong i will tasty even if there isn't it certainly looks like this is the deal and it as you said it would certainly make sense because he has been in the marvel universe before not the mcu to be specific since these were the first sony spider-man movies that he did uh spider-man awesome movie the second Spider-Man, absolutely fantastic movie. The third one, well, okay, uh, he struck out on that one, but that's okay because he has done a ton of excellent movies, much more than just a Spider-Man flicks. Evil Dead, like you said, they're going for with kind of a something of a horror bent with Doctor Strange and the madness of the multiverse and the multiverse madnesses and all those other cool things. So that's definitely in his wheelhouse. And he does really interesting movies that just pop visually. They look great, which, of course, is probably a good thing for someone who's going to be doing a Doctor Strange movie above almost any of the Marvel properties. So pretty big stuff. Pretty I think it's cool. Big stuff. I, yeah, I think it's a great news. And let's see, anything else that's come up? Oh, yeah, I forgot about Drag Me to Hell, which is an excellent horror movie. The Gift, which is a very creepy suspense horror film, which is extremely well done. He also did Dark Man, which was fantastic. Did not have anything to do with the sequels, which sucks, so another plug for him. So, yeah, he has a long, solid, very solid resume. We'll... Uh, <clears throat> Oz the Great and Powerful, that never happened. But other than that, yeah, this is exciting news. Whenever I see Darkman, I immediately think of Darkwing Duck, and that's wrong. (laughs) That's that's not quite right. That's correct. Wow. Darkwing Duck, solid property. I will take your word for that. Um, (laughs) How about other good news? Other good news. news? Uh, LeVar Burton announced on Friday that he is coming back as Jordy LaForge in the second season of Picard. Wow. That's pretty big. I like that. 
Yeah, that's um, very cool. Now we just get Michael Dorn and uh, and Doctor Crusher, and they they got the whole band back together. Pretty I think it'll work. It would work. See, that looks great, as opposed to well, as as long as they stay away from the holodeck episodes that Picard did as the detective. What was the detective's name? I've forgotten it. I don't know. It's on the tip of my, where he went back and did stuff in the twenties and thirties. Those were not the best episodes of, of next gen that they ever did, but that leads me into the next story. Which is good. It's my retroactive segue that I forgot about until I was halfway into it. Uh, Cause this is is some, some not so good news. The first trailer for the new Perry Mason series hit, uh, also hit on Friday. Yes. And apart from John Lithgow and Robert Patrick just being in it, it looks crap. (laughs) (laughs) It it looks like it's completely undoing the, what, five billion episodes of Perry Mason that we've gotten so far. And I liked those. Um, I I did like those. I've not seen the trailer, but as I understand it, they're going back to the roots of Perry Mason because they were mysteries that were done. And there were a lot of movies that were made back in the late 30s and 40s. So they're going back to that. I'm not saying that's a smart decision, but that's where they went with. Well, it I mean, would it make... looks like The Sopranos just set in the 30s. Which yeah. It's, it's not uh... necessarily a bad thing, but one, it's not Perry Mason. And two, I didn't really care for The Sopranos either. So <laughs> It's an interesting choice. I can kind of see why they wanted to get away from the comparison with a TV show. Because... People who know the show typically love the show. Yeah. So I can kind of see that, but I almost wonder. Well, we'll see when there's an actual episode out to watch because trailers sometimes yeah. can definitely throw you off. But that is not hopeful. Certainly. It, just, it, it didn't look good to me, <clears throat> but that's just me. Something else that doesn't really look good. Uh, the NBA is getting a streaming service because we don't have enough of those. No, oh, thank God. I mean, I think basketball is fun to watch for the first 60 to 75% of the game. It's the last two minutes. That's right. I did my percentages correctly. The last two minutes that drag on for a few days and throw the whole game <laughs> off. Um, although I don't know if you saw this, and I thought this was interesting because it, it's also entertainment, which is what we do. <clears throat> uh, CNN reported that Thailand because they have done such a good job of containing the coronavirus um, with, I think it was 300 reported cases, a total of six deaths and most everyone who got it is getting better. They have restarted their baseball season, which I think is, I think that's very, very cool. That the is stadiums cool. don't look empty, but they are. If you watch, watch the CNN story all the way through. Um, because the stadium looked like they have people in it, but to make it look that way, they put cardboard cutouts all over oh the stadium. Oh my God, how funny. Um, Old school. Just so, that, just so they don't get thrown off by, ooh, the stadium is empty, that's weird, um, which I think is brilliant. But uh, Thailand has said that they're going to stream the games globally so everyone can enjoy them. There we go, that's excellent. That is spectacular. Here's the catch. CNN neglected to tell us where to find them. (laughs) Yay, CNN. You guys are awesome. Um, I had a couple of leads, but those websites, that all take me to websites that are done in images. And the images 
are in Thai and don't translate, so they don't do us a damn bit of good. Dear CNN, where the hell did you put this stuff? Yeah, get us a source. That's very cool, though. Uh, since baseball here in the U.S., if it ever gets going, they're talking about they're all going to be played in the Grapefruit and the Arizona Leagues, and they're just going to mix the leagues, and they're all going to play. I mean, they're completely changing. The, I mean, a guy's still going to throw the ball, and a guy's still going to try to hit the ball, so it's still going to be baseball. But the surrounding the parameters of it are, yeah, the leagues are going to be different. It's basically it's just going to be there so people can watch baseball, and so players can get paid, et cetera, et cetera. But and no one in the stands. Yeah, going to be very, very different. Be interesting to see if they decide that this will count towards records, seasonal records, because obviously it would be a very short season. A lot of lot of stuff going on with that. I think but you in meantime, have to, you have to keep the records of like how many hits a guy got in the season. But if someone hits ninety home runs this year, which is <laughs> excruciatingly unlikely right you know that that's when it gets weird exactly um, speaking would, of getting weird yes let's get another weird. film it's getting getting back to to what we normally talk about uh they announced that they're going to be making a film based on the green hornet and kato again again do we need that we if don't they that. if they ever do it correctly yeah okay um you know the seth rogan reboot launch thing actually i didn't think it was i thought it was entertaining it was fun it was not deserving of launching a franchise by by any means no and that was never going to happen with seth rogan playing the lead and and yeah he slimmed down for the role because he wanted to look right for a hero and all the rest of it and he was decent but kato was pretty good yeah kato was pretty good as kato always was pretty good and yeah. and they and they played off and wisely they played off on the whole thing with the fact that Cato was the real star of the TV show because Bruce Lee, and so he was Cato was constantly kicking ass in the Green Hornet movie and Seth Rogen was kind of like, huh, how are you doing that? Because he's Seth Rogen. So I mean that aspect was fun, but I was talking with my daughter about this. There there are <laughs> other characters, like can we get a Phantom movie that's done right? That, that would be nice. Would be fantastic because. The Phantom movie that they did in the 90s, I believe, wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't good. And it just strayed too far from the source material. That It is still published in hundreds of newspapers around the world. Still. I mean, this this is the character that originated the domino mask and the skin-tight costume. So basically, the way superheroes look, it's because of the Phantom. Uh, yeah. and, and the fact that we've only gotten one movie out of it and it wasn't that good anyway. Uh, so yeah, before you do another green Hornet, freaking do that character. That would be amazing. You've, you've seen the green Hornet crossover with Batman, right? Yes. I have. And if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching the scene <laughs> with, you've got the green Hornet and Batman in the front and they're doing like this Marcus of Queensberry rules boxing thing. Yeah. In the background. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Robin is just getting his ass kicked back and forth across the screen by Bruce Lee, yes. which ignore the foreground and just watch. I, I'm, I am so yeah. sorry, Robin. Yeah. Robin versus Kato was not really that good a match just as the characters. No. You know, it was OK. But Burt Ward versus Bruce Lee, not a thing. Oh. <laughs> That's not a that's not a good thing. 
I loved Burt Ward. I thought he was wonderful. Holy everything. But yes. no, not yes. not in. Yeah, not to have an actual fight scene. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Bert, dude. Yeah, that just. Burt Ward was excellent. Speaking of fight scenes that don't look particularly good. <gasps> the WWE. <clears throat> I have to announce this one because it irks me and I don't have another podcast I'm doing at the moment. Uh, the WWE is not an essential business. I just wanted to throw that out. Um, and that they also pissed me off this week. Because the day after they were announced as being an essential business so they can bring entertainment to the masses, right. they announced on their website that they have half a billion, with a B as in boy, billion dollars in backup money in case of events such as this. Two hours later, they released about 30 people. Yep. Um including wrestlers you've probably heard of like Fit Finley, Kurt Angle, and Rusev. Uh, and just a lot more. And, and referees and writers and everything. For no particular reason. And these are people who can't get jobs now. Right. Because there's nowhere for them to go. And, and of course, Vince McMahon has been named to one of our president's committees on studying reopening business because... Why wouldn't you have a guy who doesn't know who, how to reopen a business who just who bragged about how much money he has on standby and then cut 30 people loose? Uh, yeah, the whole thing about wrestling being essential business is like and and they're doing this in Florida, which just to go a little bit political, our idiot governor, the one who's last week said that he, he wanted to, he was thinking of reopening the schools because no one under 25 dies of the virus, not understanding that infection like, goes to another person, apparently. Saw a video of him a couple days ago. He put on a surgical mask so he could st step up to the microphone and he wore it sideways. <laughs> he, he, he pulled one of the, yes, he pulled one of the, the ear straps over his head, over the back of his head, Pulled it down. At least he had it covering his, his nose and his mouth. And the other strap was hanging down. <laughs> this guy, this guy is making decisions like, oh, let's have the beaches in Jacksonville open. That's okay. Granted, the mayor of Jacksonville is the main person who made that decision. Pretty sure the governor should step in and say, dude, that's stupid. Let's not have people kill themselves. How so, not, yeah, this is the moron who thinks that <clears throat> wrestling is an essential business. This is also the moron who says houses of worship are essential businesses. Is okay, start taxing them then. I mean, this, a, a litany of thing. stupid, terrible decisions. So WD, WWE fits right in with it. The uh, what was my daughter playing? Um, Animal Crossing. Yes, right. Which has become a huge thing now that everyone's locked in their houses, right. as they should be. Yes. Um. She started playing it on Tuesday. <clears throat> Wednesday morning, I walked through the living room, glanced at the TV. Her character in Animal Crossing is wearing a mask. <laughs> Surgical mask. All of yeah. them have that now. I think that's yeah. brilliant. Um, anyway, so speaking of video games, uh, I it was announced that some of the X-Men scribes, not the ones who do the books, the ones who did the movies that I don't care for <laughs> Go back and listen to some of the old shows. Um, the ones I don't care for are going to be doing a video game movie based on mist. 
Do you remember Mist? Oh yeah, totally. I had forgotten about the series. I really did. Very cool game. Um, it, it, as a as a game, it's a puzzle game though. Right. Exactly. Um, the games are slow and plotting games. Yes, yes they are. Which, uh, speaking of slow and plotting, the movie I watched this week. <laughs> that's my segue. Thank you. Did, did you watch Ad Astra again? <laughs> no. <laughs> you well. Which was your that, take? That, that could not work. Mine, but um, yes. <laughs> no, I watched. It was actually a Bond film. Ah. Called The Living Daylights. Ah, that was your mistake. Well, see, my thing is Timothy Dalton. I think is probably the second best of the Bonds. Uh, right behind Sean Connery, because Sean Connery was was the the prototype. He's what everyone should be looking at. Right. And Timothy Dalton did a good job, and the character was very the same. Agreed. The problem with this movie was they kept adding levels of complexity to it. Kind of like Inception, only without the nifty special effects or you know, <laughs> plot points that you need. Um, it kept adding... Intrigue, adding intrigue, except it was adding the intrigue without the intrigue. Ah. It was just... Uh, That's not a good choice. No. Uh, it, it was just weird. Kind of like uh, the... See, see, a movie that does it correctly with the same concept in my head, anyway. Uh, the Hunt for Red October. Yes. Where you have a... a he's not even a secret agent in, in Red October. Uh, but he goes out and he goes, this is what needs to be done. And here's his adventures in doing it. It's not particularly fast paced. There's a lot of politics going on. But it heightens the tension each time you do it. Exactly. The Little Daylights, however, said, here's what we need to do. Here's how we do it. And they forgot to add tension each time they did it. They just added a bit of silliness sometimes. Yeah, that doesn't Here's a character that you've never heard of and you're never going to see again. <laughs> but uh, we're going to throw him in because he's banging the director's wife. I don't I don't know. It's <laughs> that would be a poor reason to throw someone into a movie. Well, they killed, killed him. Well, see, that's the only way you get ah, to kill him. They killed him. They killed him. See, see, ah, that's see, yeah. that's my theory. One of the one of those accidental deaths on the set. Yeah, yeah, they ran him over with a with a with a steam shovel. Um, Ouch! I get. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Living Daylights is. It's. I, I'm trying to figure out if that's the worst Bond movie. I'm pretty sure it's not. <clears throat> are we going into the Roger Moore stuff? Of course we are. Okay. Octopussy. <laughs> yeah, almost any of the Roger Moore things. Yeah. I agree on Dalton. I think I would put him third behind Connery. Of course, the icon and Mr. Craig. But yeah, he was excellent as Bond. I mean, he played the role well. It was written well for him. But the movies, some of the movies were kind of questionable. Just like you said, Hunt for Red October, there's a plot twist and it feeds to the next thing. So you build that tension. And for some reason, sometimes they don't do that in movies. Oops. We yeah. left out the ing- we went to Walmart to buy the ingredients, but we forgot our mask and they wouldn't let us in, so we went on without it. <laughs> not the, doesn't work. Not the best idea, fellas. No, not the best idea at all. 
but speaking of masks and trying to get into Walmart, you watched something that had a similar feel to it. I watched something that has to do with being in quarantine, although not the way we would typically think of. This is a science fiction horror flick. Just came out last year called Sea Fever. I was thinking... <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I'm of sorry. watching uh, Underwater, and I thought, yeah, this actually has better ratings, and Underwater stars Kristen Stewart, so I kind of don't want to watch someone with a grim expression on her face for the whole How movie. How can Kristen Stewart be underwater? She's made of wood. Wood floats. Very true. Well, she is contained in, in like an airtight vessel, so that's how she manages uh, the task. But I watched this instead, Sea Fever, and I'm very happy that I did. Uh, a little bit similar to the plot of Alien. You have people that are isolated. There, something is introduced that's preying upon them. They got to figure out how to survive. Big difference is, it's basically not some big monster. It's a parasite, and they don't even know it exists at first. So we've got a little bit of the thing with a little bit of alien. Uh, basically, it, it's a just a fishing boat, typical commercial fishing boat. There's like eight people on it, and they are off the coast of Ireland. They're just going out fishing, their normal run. They come across something. They hit something. You know, They see this on their sonar. Some big mass is headed towards them, but they just think it's a big shoal of fish. And suddenly they hit something. It's like, what the hell is going on? And they go down and they check out the boat, see if there's any leaks. And they notice that some of the wood is soft, like on the hull of the ship. It's like, what the hell is going on? That's not good. That's not a good thing. They happen to have a an intern aboard. They always have an intern on the ship. This one, is she's a biologist. She's just along for the ride. She's going to dive down. She's looking for anomalies, weird stuff. She finds weird stuff. So they say, hey, why don't you go over the side and check it out? And she's like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. And they said, you wanted to see weird stuff? This is your opportunity. So she goes over in her scuba gear, goes down, and she sees what look like, I would just basically, they look like giant lampreys that are glowing, blue glowing lampreys. There's like half a dozen of them stuck on the side of the ship. And she looks down, she sees they're not. They're all attached to one gigantic animal, which looks kind of like a hydra, freshwater hydras. They have little stalks. They're about maybe half an inch high, and they have little tentacles. Except this one, his tentacles are probably hundreds and hundreds of feet long, and it's glowing. And it apparently wants to try to eat the ship, so that's not a good thing. So she goes back up. She tells him what she saw. She's totally freaked out, as most normal people would be. And gradually they find out the thing gets into the ship. It has some slime and the slime has properties that are going to make people sick. So then it becomes a story of trying to figure out how not to get sick. And then it becomes a discussion, which is very appropriate for these times of should you quarantine for the greater good or should you worry about your own needs? Because a lot of the people, they want to just get the hell out of there, go back home. And she's telling them, if we get the hell out of here and go back home, we could infect a lot of people. Let's not do that. So it's this power struggle between the decisions of how to do what should be, what's the right thing to do. Because if they stay out there, they may die. But as the biologist says, if we go back, everybody may die. That's not a good option. So it's just this battle. I don't mean a physical battle, but a battle of wills is like, what's the right thing to do? Meanwhile, people are getting sick. And in really graphic, horrifying ways. And 
everything progresses and it have, comes to a very satisfying conclusion. Doesn't mean it's a happy conclusion, but a satisfying conclusion that makes sense within the framework of the movie. Uh, this is just a really small film. It's like a co-production of uh, a couple of public uh, of governmental services in Ireland and Iceland and around and around and around. Prepro, we were talking, that's a nod to you, Ted. Prepro, we were talking about there's like nine different produ production companies involved with this. Really strangely, there is a streaming service called Dust, as in D-U-S-T. As in what everyone turned into after Thanos went snap. Exactly. And it's science fiction, fantasy kind of stuff. Pretty cool little service. They apparently bankrolled part of this because it has an introduction from Dust, and they have a little voiceover about what this movie's. It's very a very Twilight Zone-esque intro that lasts maybe 40 seconds and then you have the credits and then the movie starts so that was i've never seen that before uh like i don't particularly recall amazon prime telling you hey this is a production from amazon prime and this is what the movie's going to be about you see the logo of course but not yeah. like hey we've made this movie or we helped you bring this movie to you very interesting it was a kind of a cool feel uh i have no idea why they did not really release this movie internationally. Clearly, they didn't because it made $1,103. Yes. Wow. That is not $1.1 million. That is not $100,000. That's $1,103. So obviously, they showed it someplace just to, so it would be, it would qualify for awards or something hey, like Steve, that. Steve, come here, watch this. Yeah, really strange, especially because it's a really, really good movie. Uh, I rented it on Amazon. I'll, I take that back. I bought it. I'm sorry. It's available for ten bucks because it was six bucks to to rent it, and it's like for four extra bucks, I'll take the risk that it might be worth watching again, and it was. Um, uh, mainly the uh, Irish cast. So a lot of people you probably haven't heard of unless you've been watching a lot of Irish movies. But it does have a couple stars you may have heard of. Connie Nielsen, and who is in the Nashville TV series and in the first season of American Horror Story. Doug Ray Scott, the guy who uh, decided was to... Was supposed to be Wolverine. Yes, the guy who was supposed to be Wolverine, except he had to go be a villain in one of the Mission Impossible movies. So, And they're both excellent. But the whole cast is really, really good. Really well-written film. Uh very well done. I mean, considering this movie made a thousand dollars, you would think that they probably made it with paper clips, but the effects look really good. There's just a little blurb of the director and she's talking about how they used puppets, but then they put CGI over them. So the CGI would be easier and cheaper and it works wonderfully. Take it. Uh, yeah. I and mean, it's just sea fever. 2019 version of Sea Fever because there are several titles, movies with that title. But a quick, tasty little horror movie that has a lot more going on than just a typical horror film. We really enjoyed it. Highly recommend Sea Fever. That actually sounds like a good movie. Yeah, as it is. <clears throat> very the good. Living Daylights, which I watched it because it's a Bond film. Right. And because I'm locked in the house. <laughs> uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm going to watch Sea Fever this week. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. There. And uh, that pretty much is going to wrap the show for this week. Ooh, we ooh. So come back next week. We might even have the blog up. We're up to two entries. We're waiting on a third. Um, We're fancy. Yeah. Look at us. 
with the fancy website at cinemasavants.com. Contact us through any of the buttons there because they all lead to some way of contacting us. We'll get back to you because um, we're locked inside and have very little else to do. True. In the meantime, we'll see you next week. And, you know, I guess in the meantime, stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. My clunky.